You're listening to IPR Radio. I'm Sanjay Mukherjee. In today's episode, we speak to Mr. O.P. Singh, Managing Director, ABTL, on changing consumerism for meat products and desired product availability. After the break. Introducing BPPS Fort from ABTL, a bioactive protein peptide system that comprises of polypeptides produced by fermentation technology involving selective hydrolysis of proteins at specific locations with the help of microbial enzymes. BPPS Fort has higher bioavailability and nutrient digestibility, leading to efficient nitrogen retention inside the birth system, thereby stimulating growth and immunity. Use BPPS Fort, the early chick nutrition. Good morning, Mr. Singh, and welcome to IPR Radio Podcast. Economic growth coupled with population increase is causing structural changes in consumption patterns globally. Today, we'd like to explore the impact of this growing consumerism on the meat and meat product sector. Welcome, Mr. Singh. Thank you, Sanjay. It was nice connecting you after a long time. Really nice, sir. Uh, the first question that we'd like to ask you today, sir, is that with India's growing middle class, how do you see a shift in consumerism developing, particularly with reference to meat and meat products? Sanjay, if you look around us in the country, the middle class population, not only in terms of percentage which is growing, mm-hmm. it is also evident that the younger population is also growing simultaneously and the total landscape of India, whether it is rural segment, whether it is semi-urban segment or completely urban segments, they all are getting angsters and well-educated personalities in the social fabric. And that is what interestingly driving the consumer choices and preferences in the country. I happen to speak to few youngsters who are IT graduates, but they are operating currently from the rural interface. But they are also looking for good choices of food. Now that is where I personally see more Indian landscape gets connected and more space of work and the profession makes a change, food choices and consumer preferences are going to see a serious, serious transition in the future in India. So we have to look at these changes which is happening in the social fabric. We have to see also that how much information we are borrowing from the Western world to get us educated in the food choices. And also we have to see how the compulsive disease management situation in the population drives the food choices and changes and nutritional requirements are emerging as an education front. So Mr. Singh, to keep pace with the growth in consumerism that we are speaking about, what do you think needs to be done on the infrastructure and logistics uh, front, which is perhaps a challenge today. And how much do you think the government has a role to play in this? Uh, in this, To make the food availability 
is the joint responsibility of the administration and the industry both. I personally request the government as well as to the industry to look at the infrastructure of moving the food and making it a high quality availability at every doorstep. When I say doorstep, the movement of perishable stocks are extremely difficult in India, not only because of distance issues, but also because of the infrastructural issues. Now, that is where I call upon all the industrymen that when you're planning for a food business, you must look at how do we make the food available at the people's preferred places so that they get the right choices for consumption. That is where infrastructure, which is currently looking very fragile, Sanjay, yeah. but we need to invest and we need to look infrastructure or logistics as an independent vertical for the food business. Mm -hmm. so I see a greater opportunity for industrymen to look at this as a business vertical by itself. Right. Unless you develop the logistics correctly, we will not be able to deliver the good quality product to our consumers. Right, right, right. So do you change, see a change in the food habits and food consumption habits of uh, Indians today? And uh, what is your advice to meat producers in this changing and uh, evolving scenario? You know, India is heavily populated country. And mm -hmm. you know the kind of health hazards we are managing in every household. Sure. There are senior population, there are younger population, there are children population, there are middle-aged population. Now, everybody has their emerging needs of health management. Mm -hmm. If the health management is going to become a priority to be dealt by each household or each family system in this country, the nutrition would be the major force to be driving the food choices. If we do not deliver a good quality, a good nutritious product to our population, we are doing injustice on behalf of our industry to our population in the country. And that is where I see the food choices will change. We are also learning from the Western world how the food should be eaten, how the convenience can be as a management strategy, how the nutrition is a quality orientation strategy, how the food safety is a strategy. If all these three things put together, then you can always agree that the habits are changing, choices are changing, and that is where our industry, who is involved into the food production, primarily in the meat production, has to give good choices and mm -hmm. good quality to the consumers. If we do not deliver to their choices, our product will not be consumed. Right. right. The whole population is craving for good quality product. Now, there's no harm mentioning that the pandemicity of COVID has taught many signs of the household, mm -hmm. whether it is hygiene, whether it is nutrition, whether it is quality on the food front, everything has become 
at one coin of the food business so that is where industry has to moderate itself make their infrastructure mm-hmm. suitable to these choices which is coming from the consumers uh another point that we'd like to kind of discuss and touch a little bit on is that today we are seeing a lot of people talking about the undesirable impact of the livestock products or livestock on the environment and uh, this growing demand for livestock products is supposed to have a larger impact on the environment what are your views on this mr singh sanjeev in india our priority is the protein sufficiency so i would not oversensitize this subject mm-hmm. our population but yes environment has to be protected mm-hmm. for the future generation we have to take all the precautionary measure to ensure that environment is not being disturbed or distorted by any of the strategy of the food production without right. compromising what india needs today so my okay. first priority today would be how do we make india as a protein sufficient nation mm-hmm. because our children or the future generation has to be given all the choices of protein which can enhance themselves to compete with the international emerging scenarios mm-hmm. so but there are undesirable impacts which are coming in we do not have urbanization policy in the country as yet we do not have water management system as yet at every place we do not have uh, methane or nitrogen excretion control systems as yet but i think the industry is very much at the back hand is working in that direction mm-hmm. and i think sooner we will have all answers from the poultry industry to say to ensure that the environment is not hampered or distorted because of the meat production or food production from the chicken side we will be back with the second part of this podcast after a short break the use of probiotics in poultry has increased steadily over the years due to the higher demand for antibiotic free poultry introducing cosback total gut health solution from abtl cosback is a uniquely blended poultry specific multi species symbiotic product that promotes development of beneficial gut microflora through the combined action of carefully selected probiotic microorganisms and prebiotics thus healthy gut is the foundation for optimum bird performance so what according to you are the key food safety challenges faced by the animal food sector and what according to you are the avenues to mitigate them oh the uh, sanjay the biggest challenge in the livestock production or the meat production today is the emerging diseases mm-hmm. now we need to have more alert or vibrant infrastructure not only on behalf of the industry but also on behalf of the government to ensure that we have careful deliberated scientific solutions to the farming community mm-hmm. manage the diseases so i call upon everybody's attention on this because that is the biggest challenge 
meat industry is facing. We also have to be very alert about foodborne diseases. It's a matter of time when the consumer will start asking those questions whether the food which is given to me is safe enough. Right. It doesn't carry any unnecessary cross-contaminants of either any infection or any heavy metal loading in the food. Mm -hmm. so those emerges a big challenge, but industry is taking cognizance of it. Okay. I've heard many places, a lot of investment is being made by the industry where all this can be handled suitably and correctly for the consumers. And thirdly, but not least, that we have to produce the food in a very controlled and corrected atmospheric conditions, ensuring that there is no sideways of infections which is going to the food sector. So these are corrections which are needed by the food sector and we have immense responsibility on our head to respond to the consumers for giving them the best possible product which is of any international quality to compete with. Now, mitigation needs infrastructure. Mitigation mm -hmm. needs investment into R&D infrastructure. The unfortunately, our sector in poultry doesn't spend much of their revenues into the R&D system. So I request all the industry people to start isolating or reserving some funds for R&D, which will be needed for the food sector in future time to come. Uh, with growing concerns about animal welfare and sustainable meat production, these growing concerns have triggered an interest in more sustainable meat alternatives like cultured or lab-grown meat. How do you think this innovation will pan out in the future? Sanjay, uh, this is very interesting. <laughs> Probably this is the best questions I've ever faced in the last two days. I think we should look at our eating habits in India. Every region of our country is a country by choice itself. Every zone or every region has its own choices and taste pattern and recipe design. Mm -hmm. so India is a too difficult market for any such lab-grown product or cultured meat product to overtake the animal meat production per se. There will be always indulging consumers in every segment of food where people would like to try out. But I do not see in next decade and half that any such threat from cultured or lab-grown meat can hurdle the meat production process of, through the livestock system. I do not find them very credible. Even if you refer the Western world, mm -hmm. excitement which was there three years ago, two years ago, five years ago about these products, the acceptance is very, very poor. Okay. So people want a real product. Mm -hmm. Now, reality will prevail. That's my way of looking at it. And since our consumers are very taste-oriented, uh, quality orientations, I do not, they will move to, to the any such cultured meat or the lab-grown product 
in near future. So I think it's a long-run battle for them, and they have to do a lot of correction in the quality of their product to match the standards of the real meat. Real mm-hmm. meat is a real nutritious product and healthiest product on the earth to be given to our population. So right. that is why I'm fairly promised by myself that no, it will take time for them. That's very encouraging, sir. And to you know, to extend this question, in some countries, including India, consumers prioritize taste over convenience, packaging, price, brand, and serving time. How will this affect the processed and packaged meat products market going forward? It would be the demand even in India. I do not see a consumer even in India, not asking for price, convenience, or good packaging, or safety of the food. It is the intrinsic value of a food. Mm-hmm. Now, since these are intrinsic value of any food, and you know our housewives' behavior, they look for fresh, they look sure. for good quality, they look for the best product for their family. Mm-hmm. So these demands are further going to grow. Mm-hmm. of the quality, the price, the brand and the services and timely availability and the location of availability, everything. And industry has to respond and structure itself to match these requests of the consumers. So this will continue to grow as we learn more and more how to get a good quality food, which is nutritious for our population. It was wonderful speaking to you today, Mr. Singh. Thank you for taking time out to be a part of the IPR radio community, sir. Thank you, Sanjay. And I congratulate you for wonderful work which you're doing to relay the messages of concern to the general public. Thank you so much on behalf Thank of you, sir. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IPR radio. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Our podcasts are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We're also available at www.iprradio.in.